In this episode, I'm talking to Noah Jennings. Originally from Texas, Noah began designing at 13 years old with cracked programs and YouTube tutorials. He created a portfolio from $5 commissions that eventually landed him in a top-rated design school. Noah then found himself working professionally before the end of his sophomore year, eventually branching off on his own to work freelance. By 21, he had worked heavily on creative campaigns with eight-figure startups, as well as some of the largest influencers in the world. Welcome, Noah, to the Start and Don't Stop podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm super stoked. It's great. It's great having you. And so I found you on TikTok, like most of my guests. Uh, right. But yeah, like, <laughs> what a huge following you have. Even since I started following you um, a couple of months ago, you, you've grown up to like 600,000 followers. How does it feel yeah, having man. that much sort of, you got that authority now of like logo designs. You even got people <laughs> copying your account. How does it feel? Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. I got to be honest. Uh, I don't think it's fully processed yet. I think that there, again, like this has been such a really quick change, you know, because like less than six months ago, I didn't even have uh, one video posted on TikTok. So it's been really quick. If anything, it's been, it's really eye-opening uh, of seeing how, you know, fast and, and versatile the space is. So definitely been like a gut punch of like, holy shit, all this happens so quickly. You know, it's, it's, um, it's very strange. I don't really have a, a like processed emotion for you yet. It's more so just kind of like I'm taking it as it comes and and you know seeing how else I can work through it. You've been doing this for a long time now, so like not nearly ten years of creating designs anyway for for logos and things, and yeah. and and now you're showing people of like, all right, you know what, you know Pepsi as a you know a camp or you got like nike now as a, a you know a, yeah. an airline it's just like what what makes comes up with these ideas yeah it's uh so it started i was uh i was walking in target and i was looking through like i go through target and i'll look at the kids sections because they have all the really cool toys there and i think i was trying to find pokemon cards uh which they don't have by the way they they run out of them all the time oh yeah but i was Even looking through all the kids <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know why they're they're they don't restock them i guess they're people that were fighting here and um so they just don't have them there but i was walking through like the kids section because i was like man maybe i should just waste some money on like a nerf gun or or like a you know like Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something fun and i saw legos and i was like damn they're uh really expensive like really expensive i didn't realize that they were selling these these kits if you will for like 50 150 dollars it was wild uh and i was with my partner at the time and i turned to him and said danny like they're selling these for like 150 bucks it's almost like it's a uh like a luxury brand right like it's like a it's like a you know a luxury brand and i said it'd be really funny if the logo was like this obnoxiously oversaturated louis vuitton-esque look like logo he was like yeah i mean that that would be kind of funny and so that's when i was like oh you know maybe i should make a tiktok about that i I, at the at the time i was like still doing like tutorials if you will so like i was doing like 10 second photoshop tutorials on specific trending effects that was cool but it, it i think that the tutorial space is is probably not as large as i would hope because it's very specific and very very niche down so that was the first that was ironically the first video that i did which was like what if lego like was luxury uh i did it in the video just like blew up i think that was the first one i had that did a million in like 24 hours and so i was super stoked and uh i think the rest is history then it just started evolving from there you know so like what if monopoly guy was cute to like what if i don't know 
Justin Bieber owned an Italian restaurant <laughs> and uh, and so forward. So, yeah. With that, do you actually have the real brands like communicating with you to say, you know, that's a quite a cool design or anything like that? Because you've got quite a reception already. Yeah, uh, a couple of times I have. There have been a few times that they've publicly commented. Um, I think like Goldfish was a big one. Walmart has hit me up. Chips Ahoy, Oreo. Those are the big ones in my head that I can that I can remember. Um, there's been a few more that have kind of reached out that I just, I, I haven't done anything with yet, but it's more of like a, like a, you know, a tip of the hat rather than like a, Hey, we want to pay you a lot yeah. for a brand deal. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. It's like validation. And I think that it's something that at least the comment, like comment section feels like they're working towards. It's like, let's get, you know, X yeah. to see this or Y to see this. And, and like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to just tag spam them. So yeah. yeah, a couple of brands have reached out. They have said some really nice stuff. It's been cool. It's a, it's a weird like bridge, you know what I mean? Of like being able to just make something from your room and then have somebody from the product development team at Goldfish or whatever, like say something. So definitely. That's, that's pretty incredible because this, this is what you do for fun. Right. But this is on right. top of creating creative campaigns for like eight figure startups and things like that. Mm. How do you manage both of that? Because like it's quite, well, it's probably second nature for you now. It's like you know what I've already envisioned in my mind. I'm just gonna go on my software. Like, yeah. how do you manage that? Those those both because that's that's a lot of time. Yeah, it's uh so for a normal person like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the same here. I mean, I'm a one man show. So like, obviously, like I've worked with other freelancers, but um, it's not really the same thing when you're posting on your account, right? Because mm. Like I can, I've, I've asked for editors help before and I think that they're phenomenal, but it's, it's so hard to work on like that, like last minute schedule that I have all the time. Uh, I have probably the most anxiety inducing workflow schedule that you could possibly have for these TikToks. And it's like, I wake up every morning and my goal is to post by what is it? Like 1130 in the morning, right? It's recently changed, but it used to be 1130 in the morning. And so I would wake up and I would go to Starbucks and I would sit down with no logo design, no music, no stock footage, no mock-ups or anything. And I would say in three hours, I need to have an entire video rendered and ready to post. If not, I'm like freaking out and like rushing. So I would kind of just let the the timeline decide for me and be like, all right, whatever you have in an hour for a logo, that's what you're just going to have to work with. Cause yeah. like you can't, you can't keep pushing it out. So yeah, it's, it takes, you know, a few hours. I think with it, when it comes to work, what's really nice is that most of the, uh, the actual work that I do is, is freelance. So it's yeah. very much like flexible and I can kind of, you know, I can work at 1030 at night or, or five in the morning, whatever I really want. As long as the work gets done, then we really don't have any problems. But no, yeah, it's, it's more so just like sitting down and forcing myself to do it with these like arbitrary deadlines, uh, is kind of what keeps it from overflowing into like, I spent an entire day on a TikTok and then like, I just, you know, completely neglected all of my work duties, but, uh, it gets challenging. I will say. <laughs> And like, is, is there a sort of payoff at the moment? Because to have that sort of huge audience, is are you part of the creator fund or are you getting brand deals sort of? Say like you get a little nudge to go, right, can you make this Lego redesign? Yeah, it's uh, so this might sound really foolish, but no, I'm not part of the creator fund. I don't, I just recently joined the, uh, the creator marketplace, which is I think where brands can reach out to yeah. you. But I only did that with, I only did that because of advice from uh, a couple of friends and I was, I wasn't like super invested in it. I think the reason why was because for a very long time it was me working was my work and then this was supposed to be fun. And I think, you know, anybody in, in a field that 
is creative or even even non-creative stuff. If you are doing something for fun, the moment that you start monetizing it, it doesn't become as fun. But, you know, that's the trade-off, right? So I do want to monetize in the future. I think I'm letting myself reach a threshold first before I'm like, okay, now I'm going to monetize this and start making a lot of money off of it. But I really just want to focus on just making cool content and, and meeting people and having fun right now, uh, just seeing where it goes, you know? It's, uh, I think a lot of people... You know, especially like in the in the channel that we're on too, it's it's immediate. Like, I have twenty thousand followers. How do I make money? And it's like, oh, well, I, I don't know. Like, don't ask me because I'm not making any money off of my TikTok right now. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's just something that seems so like natural. Um, but I wanted to avoid it because I feel like it just it makes things very less complicated when you're trying to figure out your brand pillars and strategies and just like if you're really trying to develop into that. Money is just going to make it a lot harder. You're not missing anything with the TikTok Creative Fund. That's what I've heard. You, um, you did hit the nail on the head. Like as soon as you start to monetize, then you, it changes like your perception of it. Like I, I came off of it. Um, you know, it's great. You get millions of views, and then you look at like the money you get, and it's just like like ten bucks. No. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, and I was just checking out each day. Um, I've already said that in a couple of episodes before as well, but but still, like you, you still it's going, it's just going to like the the four hour work week. I don't know if you read that by Tim Ferriss. It's just like it seems like you know you you're doing the freelancing, which is great. You sort of working on your own time compared to to like myself, which is like got day jobs nine to five. Like I'm doing this in my work break. <laughs> um, yeah, and, exactly. But did you like just envisage this like five years ago? You know. Or you know, when you were even coming out of university, or even in university, of like, right, I'm gonna get like a cool designer job at this. Or were we always thinking freelancers? It's like always been your goal. When I was a when I was a sophomore, I started my first like I was professionally working, if you will. So yeah. um, the second year in, I, I was I held an art show um, at this gallery that I was friends with, like someone who worked there through my yeah. professor. Held an art show there with paintings because I used to do paintings and fine arts and stuff. Uh, it was obviously like, you know, it's on the street downtown, like people are kind of just walking in. It was great. It was really fun. And this guy walks in and he's kind of looking, he looks, you know how some people have a certain look. He definitely looked like what you think a creative director would look like. And so he walked in and he kind of had that like stance and like the whatever. And he was looking at my stuff and was asking me about it. And so I told him all about it. I showed him my sketchbook and he basically said, look, I want you to come work for me. Like I own the studio down the street. I said, oh, that's cool. Yeah, let's do it. So I went there. I worked for a lot of brands. It was technically an independent contractor thing. So like I wasn't an employee, but while I was in school, I was working uh, for this studio. After that, I was like, oh, this is where I'm going to work for the rest of my life. Like, I love this. I don't ever want to leave. Right. And obviously things change. You know, money is a thing. And sometimes it's not in the favor of either party. So you kind of just have to switch up the situation. But uh, at that point, that's when I was like, I'm going to go on uh, these like freelance sites or or these working sites where you can just kind of put your profile on there and, and make some extra bucks. And I did that to which I accidentally stumbled upon one of my biggest friends and clients now is, is Kevin Gould. And he owns a few businesses that are extremely, extremely successful. And they've been a blast to work on. And so Brought me on to that, did some website stuff, some branding stuff, and then it turned into this whole, like, holy shit, I can make a really solid living from my room. Like, I don't have to go to a studio, I don't have to drive an hour to the to school, an hour back or whatever. It was like, I can sit here in my room and make, you know, 3x whatever I was making there. So I think around, yeah, junior and senior year was when I was like, I'm just going to be a freelancer. Like, I have enough of the the client base and stuff to just let it be, which I think people typically don't do. 
until they've gotten, you know, four or five years of studio experience. But um, it just, it was just right. And uh, yeah, like back then, I think my biggest goal was like, I just want to get a good internship. <laughs> I think I wasn't even in college five years ago. I was, yeah, that's so weird to think about. And so it was like, just got into art school. I was playing video games to make, you know, I was playing video games and that's how I learned how to design. And then I used that to be my, to make my portfolio was from like video game headers. And then wow. to now we're very much different. <laughs> yeah. So. That's a, a similar in the UK is just like people go to university because they they want a secure job and then right. you come out and then you try to apply for all these jobs. And then it's just like, you need four years experience. You're just like, ah, yeah, now, like, brutal. especially in the past year, you got all these freelancers, like people being like a virtual assistant or a social media manager or you know, like a designer like yourself, and they're earning more than anyone, which is, you know, been five years in the industry. It's just, it's insane. It's wild. It's so yeah. in demand. And it's my favorite thing ever because it, it bypasses the whole structure, right? Yeah. Like there's a, you don't need to be a massive expert in something to be able to freelance and sell that skill you know, virtually or, or online or whatever. It's like, you can just jump on right now and say like, I'll do whatever you need me to, whatever I can. And then just build your skill set off of that. And more than enough people are willing to work with you on that. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I think it just opens a lot of doors outside of like, if you don't get the job, you're kind of shit out of luck versus if you are sitting here and you're like, I'm bored, I want to make more money. It's like, yeah, just go to whatever Upwork, Fiverr, whatever you want to do. And, and there's definitely opportunities if you're willing to just kind of go with the flow like at any point have you thought oh you know what this is it was a point where you didn't have any work and you thought all right maybe i do have to like apply for a job was there any points like that and what made you yeah. actually stop <laughs> thinking that and go you know what i'm actually okay doing this freelancing thing is like like what are your motivations to to stay where in the position you are in yeah that's a great question i don't think there's ever been a point where i'm like oh man i don't have work right now i really should be considering like finding another job i think that if ever that was the case, it was more so like I had more financial responsibilities than I was ever, than I was like capable of making that month or like I wasn't working that hard. Cause like it's weird. I'll sit here and I'll put in 25 hours a week and be like, man, like I, f I feel like I worked, you know, really hard that, that week. Like I really put in some hours. And then I'm like, I look at the, I get like an email that tells me how many hours I worked in the week. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. So I can't bill that many hours. But I've never had that. I think it's more so just been like, I need to work more. Like I need to get more clients if they're not, if they're not needing this much, I need to get more. My issue comes with lack of like verticality, if you will. So like I was, I woke up one day when I was, I think 20, uh, maybe 19. And I was like, I uh, want to be a firefighter now. And I just want to, I just want to go do be a firefighter. And so I had a long conversation and it was like, I could probably do this and be a firefighter too, which is, you know, a bold statement because both are very heavily intensive on time and, and effort and energy. And so I've been, so far, I've been doing online EMT courses and I just finished the course uh, that I've been working on for like probably six, seven months. And now I have to go take the final like test, the national exam to be an EMT to which then I can apply for a fire academy. So if anything, it's like focusing on one thing is my issue because I just get, you know, it's not that I get bored. I just want to try different things. And uh, that can be a, a double-edged sword at some times. That's quite, that's quite brilliant. <laughs> that's still something like you're still pursuing that. And that's great. And you can, you know, still make a living. But in your own time, it's not like, you know, you, you, you're doing shifts at Walmart 
and you're trying to be a firefighter. You're like earning enough and being free, still having an open mind. You're not like hating life from what I can see. Yeah, <laughs> and you're no, doing, I don't think and, so. <laughs> and you're doing content creation at the same time. It's like, what? So it seems like you, you, know, you are switched on at that. But like, what's your sort of, what disciplines you? What, what is your like way of, is it just time management? What is it? What do you do to keep in, in that check? Yeah, no, I, so I have a very strong opinion about like these, the tips or the tricks or like time yeah. management or like if coaches, if you will, um, I love them and I hate them at the same time <laughs> because I think that, and again, I, I know a few of these people who, who are like coaches and stuff and I love y'all. Like this isn't a, this isn't a dig <laughs> at, at all. This is very much like a respect thing. It's just that they will say things that apply to a very specific group of people and not to anybody else. And I think one thing that I've realized working, work, working as a like creative is that things aren't meant to be like exactly if they're provided to you in a certain way, like they're not meant to be that way for the rest of their existence. Right. So if I'm giving information or I'm given information about like, you should do this, this and this to structure your time. I'm like, okay, cool. How do I critically apply that to what I'm doing so that it makes sense? Cause I work very non-traditionally. And so the discipline thing is just like, and this is going to sound stupid, but I get heavily addicted to video games if I play them. So instead of not playing them, I will play very specific ones that don't let me, um, that don't let me go too far into it. Like I'm not playing World of Warcraft or like Wizard 101 or one of those games that never ends and I could just sit here for 12 hours and play it. But like I told, again, I told my partner, I was like, I need something to replace that like addiction, right? I can need something to replace it so that you know, when I do sit down or I'm done with my work, I can just dive into it and not worry about it being a problem or not worry about wasting time. And that was TikTok. It was legitimately, that was the answer was I can get pretty addicted to TikTok and just kind of, because the, the addiction for me comes with like my hyper obsession with like making everything like the best that I can. And it sounds so corny, but it's true. It's like, if I'm playing a game, I want the best gear, the best strategies. I want to know the best people to be farming, like the most efficient route. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the way that I start thinking is like, how do I figure that out immediately? And so with TikTok, it was the same thing. I was doing, I was making TikToks and I was like, all right, what metrics do I need to be focusing on? Like what content is working? What content's converting? Like if I can get views, how many of those views are converting into followers? Like is my like ratio important? Does the time that I post important? Like I have a, a, quickly put up piece of paper from I think a few months ago where I took every video that I had a million plus on and was comparing what day I posted it, what date I posted it, what time I posted it, and like all these other things. And then I like use that as a range and I had this like very specific window of time where I was like, I need to post my TikTok at this time. It needs to be this long. Like the middle switch has to be right here. And so it becomes like that obsession. And I think that very quickly, it doesn't necessarily become discipline. I think it's more so just like, I'm just having fun with it. And I think that I just obsess over that. I think if anything, the issue that I have to worry about is being burnt out. And I think every content creator probably has that same thing of just not doing it so much to the point where you feel like you're, you've lost your creative integrity or that you've lost your willingness to output that quality work and, and, I'll be honest with you, I don't have the answer to that. I think that I try a lot of different things, but uh, the one thing I do is just reset and just be like, you know what, what are you doing this for? Um, it's supposed to be fun. Like if you just posted, a, just post a shit video, like post something shitty, it'll be fun. Like 
I want to see how ridiculous people think I can get. Like, they're always expecting these really crazy logos. What if I just post a really shitty logo? That'd be kind of funny. And then it just kind of resets and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this isn't as serious as I was like building it up to be, right? So I don't know if that answers any discipline questions, more so oh, no, just it's, like... <laughs> it's what works for you. The question is what works for you. It's not like you're giving advice because the point is, it's like, and I love it that you've replaced video because I'm in the same position with video games. It's just like... Really? I, only want to play ones where i can like stop but like i used to play world of warcraft like i'm talking like 15 years ago like, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like it's you bad play that, it was it endless. Bad. it's all like skyrim mm. is like endless right but then 100%. if you play like like battlefield or call of duty you've got a match you can go like all right i'll do three games and like it stops that's it right uh, and, and yeah. it automatically plays and you're like okay fine i'll have another game <laughs> yeah um, exactly and that's the thing and even i'm glad you brought up call of duty because that was my game when i was in high school it was black ops 2 if you're a Black Ops 2 nerd, if anybody is listening that's a Black Ops 2 nerd, I had several thousand hours in that game, and I had 300,000 kills with a ballista on my on my track record because I would try to get the uh, the sniping clips, the montage clips, and that's, again, how I got into design. So it wasn't ending for me. It was like this arbitrary like set of standards of, like, I need to get this clip, and um, I would spend... I mean, I'm talking, like, 16 hours a day when I was, like, 14 on... Uh, you know, on the weekends or something, just going after clips and groups. And I wasn't very good. So <laughs> it was like, it took a lot longer to get these clips than I was, than I was willing to admit. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's weird. It's like a, a method, I guess, of like replacing things. And it's only yeah. been working for four months. So <laughs> take what, what you will from that. No, that's it. I'm, I'm similar. Like I only play video games. It's like, if it gets to the point where I was like, right, I need to like completely break. So I'll play a video game and then it's, it's just out my system. It's get out of my system. But I would right. never down, re-download like huge MMORPGs or any RPG because then I'm, I'm I'm in it. It's like relapse. Um, it's really like relapse. I'm, I'm similar to you. It's just like people ask me what's, what's my hobby and it's just like creating content now or, or running my, my businesses and things like that. And yeah, it's interesting these stats, but I think the creative fun situation for me, it's just like I've just stop to look at analytics or just post what i think is relevant and for my audience and things and yeah it's just great i'll just stop looking at numbers i don't yeah. tell it to my clients that's it like I don't, I no don't yeah. <laughs> yeah you kind of um, have to be selective yeah so I've, I've, I've got yeah you've seen i've got two profiles so one's like my fun profile i just do it and then yeah. my other one's a bit more serious yeah it's, yeah just it's tough because everyone everyone is different and you're right with that you're, you can't say like you got to be journaling every day like, yeah try yeah. journaling see if it works for you i tried it it didn't work for me <laughs> Don't work for me. I'm not really a fan. But yeah, I think that's the cool part is that explaining to somebody when they're asking, like, you know, how do you do it? I'm like, well, you're going to love me and hate me for this. And it's like, you have to figure that out. Like, it's if I tell you, it's not going to work for you. And it might help you figure out what you want to do, but it's very specific. And I think that the only way to do that is just it's trial and error and just figure out what works for you. And just, again, like like you said, you're in the same boat. Like, I'm not going to re-download World of Warcraft. I've got... This big computer sitting there that used to be straight up for playing games. I'm looking at it right now and I have to look at it every day. And I'm like, I'm not going to go in there and download Wizard 101 or or CSGO or something like that where I just get sucked in and just I'm like, damn, you know, there goes 15 hours of my day. And that's 15 hours of billable hours, too. So, yeah, because um, those those are they're great. They're immersive. It's escapism. But it's a massive distraction. Like, it be fair enough if you're like a Twitch you know, curator streamer or whatever, like 
and you're doing that but now well it's been happening anyway like vr metaverse like yeah <laughs> but That's then crazy. do you see that as an opportunity for yourself as like a designer like you can you know, redesign some of these these brands but within the metaverse like their ready player one version is going to be different to like, what they are in reality yeah uh i think so for sure i think that the uh the issue right now is that it's so new that uh people aren't used to seeing it and they're not as receptive to it and I think that and a, a really good example of that is like NFTs, right? Like that's probably not as far from the metaverse or that's not much as like a metaverse, but it's more so like a, you know, a transition into a very different platform. And I think that it's just such a new wave that people are either really against it or like 150% in on it. And uh, it's just honestly just interesting to watch. But the metaverse stuff, it's fascinating. I think if it's anything like Ready Player One, I'm going to be stoked. Cause I love I said, billable hours. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, billable hours. So I'm going to have to figure out how to clock hours in while I'm in the metaverse. If that's the case. No. Yeah. It looks, it looks really sick. I honestly don't know. I really don't yeah. know what the like applicable situations are for what I'd be designing stuff. I think if anything, it might be, it might be me learning new skill sets. And um, if it's 3d stuff, if it's like figuring out what the new market is in there, I think that there's definitely the immediate market of like, show and tell which is what people are going to make billions of dollars off of what shirt are you wearing in the metaverse like what skin do you have like do you have a prop like you know what i mean it becomes very much a a black mirror episode uh but it's so obvious because people are going to want to say yeah i've got the gucci digital shirt or whatever like yeah i've got the you know the newest hairstyle that's not even released it's like there's only a hundred in the world or something like immediately becomes a digital asset playground of just a bunch of crazy things and so I think that's going to be really exciting to to watch evolve, if anything. Like with NFTs, like have you thought about creating your own NF- NFTs with like attach- <laughs> a perk attached to it or anything like that? Yeah, I, I've been asked by a, a good friend of mine several times about it. He was like, "We need to make these NFTs." Like, I, I did like a it was like a celebrity trading card video a very you know a couple of months ago, and he was like, "We should just make these into NFTs. Like, let's do a whole set, like sell them." And I was like, uh, "That sounds like a lot." So I basically told him. I was like, if you want, you do all the back end on that. I'll just make the artwork because, you know, I am interested in it, but I also, there's a lot of pots on the stove right now. So yeah. I can't, yeah, you know, with the fire thing and then the content creation and then like actual design work. And then now I'm going to have to be doing NFTs and like I've got home life and, and working out and stuff still. It's like you, you kind of, kind of pushing the like threshold on what's yeah. capable there. I have thought about it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily like a good setup for me, but I do, I do like studying it and learning about it and stuff. Cause I think regardless of your viewpoint on it, it's notable at the, at the least. And so it's worth looking at. Yeah, definitely. And that's quite good. Like it's going back to the discipline sort of thing. It's like you sort of limited yourself. All right. That's like a thing which is completely new, but you still need to know a little bit about it. Especially like myself. I'm not, I'm not in the NFTs or anything like that, but I have to know about it because you know the future of people buying things and consumerism and things like that so i've got to know it yeah exactly yeah and that's that comes back to the uh experience with the and addiction is a strong word but you know what i mean like yeah if i pick up a video game i'm not putting it down kind of mentality of like i know that if i pick that up and if i go into it i'm gonna like neglect something and i can't afford that right now so (laughs) i have to just focus i disappeared for like two weeks just looking at nfts open sea then i looked into like ethereum domains i was like i was really into it and um i'm I'm much better recently like two days ago i I started to look into it again i was like where have my three hours gone i know a bit more but it's not (laughs) enough to like yeah, earn money and things. Not even scratch the surface, yeah. Speaking about all of this, like where 
where do you want to be in like five years time if you've got like a vision yeah that's a really good one it's really like layered too <laughs> okay yeah okay well about um, like five years that's probably like a goal is probably easier like do you set yourself goals or you just sort of see how it goes yeah i think that uh i think really specific goals are like extremely helpful yeah um because it's like it's like you know you either are or you aren't right um i think when it's kind of like you know i want to be like successful i want to make a lot of money it's like all right well what is successful like what is a lot of money to you and like is that going to change as you get older and stuff like that so i think that the goals to your previous point of like five years yeah i want to be you know i want to be making a lot of money i don't know what that number is but I think at some point I'll have to define that in its own respective cases of like well, how much I want to be making as a designer, how much I want to be making as an influencer, as a firefighter, like all these different things. I do think that the goal is to move into like a lot less of like hourly work and more so just like I'm posting things and I can just kind of do fun work and, and not worry about money. Again, that number is very arbitrary right now and I don't really know what the goal is, but mm. yeah, no, I, I think it's a, uh, it's weird. I'm like, I feel like a complete hypocrite. I just said, yeah, be super specific on your goals. And then I just yeah. gave the most like arbitrary, like vague goals ever. It's like, I just want to be successful and make money. But like, you know, it is what it is. I'll figure it out. I think I just want to keep growing. I just want to keep learning yeah. new things. I want to keep exploring how this TikTok thing kind of plays out and content creation as a whole. And I think if anything, I want to meet new people like, you know, yourself and the discord channel and, and Jules discord channel is really nice. And, uh, just kind of keep growing. And, uh, talking to people. I mean, so far, like I've had some very interesting encounters with people who I never thought I would be having conversations with. Yeah. It's, it's wild to say the least. Very weird. It's probably one of the closing questions now is if you had a magic wand, right, what would you do the most? Like out of all the things you do right now, what, if you, everything else could be fine, what would you, what's your, like your passion? What would you do? Interesting. So if I had to pick one thing to yeah, do. Yeah, one of the things that right? you do, like regardless of money, like. So you're putting me on a on blast here. <laughs> um, oh man, that's a really good question. Is it firefighting? Like. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to be really honest, I don't think that I would pick one. I think I would yeah. have to do all of them because it just, it just fills in those gaps. You know what I mean? Like. Like there's things that I can't get out of just working hourly as a freelancer that I can get out of being a firefighter. And there's things that I can't get out of either of those that I can get out of being a content creator and running a channel and stuff like that. There's just these like needs or these gaps that I'm trying to fill. Um, and so if I picked one, I feel like I would just inevitably get burnt out. You know, yeah. I feel like it's just that balance of, of different things that really makes it less of a uh you know freaking out that i'm doing too much or doing too little about one specific thing and more so just focus on the bigger picture you sort of give yourself a break by doing something else and then yeah exactly and so that adhd brain really thanks me for that because it's like <laughs> oh yeah you're bored of design stuff all right let's go learn about like the human anatomy and like how to you know to cut off someone's blood flow if they're if they have like a traumatic leg injury or something and like what you what things you're using like oh that's kind of disgusting let's do that that'd be awesome but uh yeah no definitely like i man you really put me on spot with that one question because now i'm gonna think about that the rest of the day job interview but it ends up being <laughs> a job interview, but like bitch i just want to know like the inner workings because hopefully someone that's listening to this or watching us on youtube will, will benefit because they you know might be in a similar position to you and sure might have a similar mindset to you and be like actually you know what i might try to keep on doing these different things and and going and and saying that, um, what advice would yeah. you give to your younger self oh, before man. before TikTok or before even going to design school? Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> before TikTok is, is now these are great. You're great at this. I love it. 
first off, yeah, like, again, if anybody is watching this and, and feels like they connect with some of that, uh, they're more than welcome to to DM me or, or email me or I don't know if you can give out my email, but uh, yeah, we do that at the end of the socials. Okay. Yeah. Just tell me to reach out. Cause you know, I think this stuff is really fun to talk with to other people. And I, I think, you know, helping is, is just part of the community. So I think before TikTok is that stop freaking out, stop freaking out about how you look or how you present yourself to the, to the world. I think that I'm still trying to learn that because, uh, there was a lot of issues when I was younger with, uh, body image and weight and things like that and it was it was debilitating at some points and so the fact that i'm sitting here posting a video every other day with my face you know on a very large channel that's being seen by a lot of people and like not worrying about that speaks to that you know that growth and that there's still plenty more to go but uh stop worrying about what other people are thinking i think that uh a lot of people are really nervous about posting stuff on tiktok because they're going to get made fun of they don't want to post content because their friends are going to give them shit at school and while that may be true, and while that doesn't necessarily mean that you have bad friends, I think that it's one of those things that people do with stuff uh, to kind of, you know, weed out the, are you really going to be doing this? Or are you just kind of like trying to get attention? And if you're serious about it, then uh, yeah, go for it. You're going to, if you get made fun of, you're not going to give a shit. Advice for prior to design school is that I would just be like, just do exactly what you think you're supposed to do, because that's kind of the, the MO that I ran with when I was what was I 18 or 17 when I started and it was just like completely go off the beaten path figure out other things outside of school I think that uh if anything I would just say don't stress as much about the hyper specific details of some things like of the larger picture if you will and just focus on like learning what you can and applying that in as many different ways as you can figure out well yeah that's um that's some very good advice and really really great honor to have you on the show yeah thank you yeah it's, it's been fun like this is like, it was like the quickest, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm... quickest like i felt like we would be chatting for five minutes but like there's so so much in there right yeah, yeah i was actually looking at the time and i was like it's been 48 minutes like we've only been talking for like 10 yeah but uh <laughs> so where, where yeah. can everyone um what are your social handles where can people reach you yeah, it's uh, it's nwg.j on Instagram and TikTok both. I'm pretty active on, on on both of those, so hit me up if you are interested in in continuing this conversation or if you want to check out some of the content. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm running right now. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, Noah. My best. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe on the platforms you're listening to this on. You can also catch me on YouTube and the video version of this episode and other episodes.